God, it is so good to be back. Woo, seven, seven months, man. I've been on the shelf, not doing a damn thing, but getting myself together, getting me together as a person so that I could come back here and entertain the masses. In case you don't remember who I am, it is time that I remind you that I am 8-Bit Ray, host of the Gorilla Brain Podcast. And man, I would love to catch you guys up on the last seven months of this crazy journey called life. But unfortunately, I have been triggered. Uh-oh. That's right. Rotten Tomatoes has officially hit my shit a meter. So, I pulled up a list of the top 100 horror movies rated by Rotten Tomatoes. And after going through this list, I was just like, it's time, it's time to hit the record button. It's time to get into this. I have no words. Uh man, uh <laughs> Oh man, it is so good to be back, man. You know what? You know what? It's so good to be back, man. We're gonna we're gonna crack one open. We're gonna... There it is. Oh, that is perfect sound. Shout out to Joey DeCarlo living that straight edge lifestyle, but I am not that guy. Mm. Shout out to So Wizard and everybody in the Geek World All Stars, man. For real, man. You guys are you guys have been there for me the last seven months, and I truly, truly appreciate it. Uh, so here we go, man. <laughs> Let me pull up this list real quick. No. Forgot my own damn password from my phone. That's all right. I'm doing this from my phone. I'm a fucking professional, guys. Professional. Been doing this for like five years. Come on now. All right. So this is the top 100 movies rated by Rotten Tomatoes. And it goes by uh, not just the Fresh Meter, but it goes by uh, critical reviews and things like that. So, okay. So it's a minimum of 40 reviews to even make this list, which kind of blows my mind because there's a lot of things missing from this list that should be there, but they are not. So, here we go. Number 100. Coming in at a lovely 91%. The Return of the Living Dead. What? I am already fucking triggered. <laughs> you put Return of the Living Dead, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Number 100. Number 100. What is this list already? We're already at number 100. And it is already a shit fest. What the fuck is going on at Rotten Tomatoes? Who is criticizing these movies? And Return of the Living Dead is 100. Okay, whatever. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm a little confused. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm jacked up on coffee, and now... Man, I, I'm ready to go. Okay, so number 100, Return of the Living Dead. Makes no sense to me, but here we are. Uh, number 99, uh, The Dead Zone. Is that the one with Christopher Walken? Okay, now let me get this... Let, let, me, let me just put this out there. I do not know every single movie on this list okay i am not the horror aficionado of the fucking podcasting world okay that's not my shtick that's not what i do so if i haven't seen something i'm gonna be open and honest i'm not just gonna fucking play it off so the dead zone i think i saw it one time like when i was like a teenager i don't remember i think it's the one with christopher walken based on a stephen king i'm pretty sure um, so I really can't judge if it comes in at 99, whatever. Okay, so number 98, we have Kronos. Does anyone even hear of Kronos? Is that a thing? From 1994, coming in at 91% fresh. Uh, I may have to check some of these out just to see if the hype is real or not. Uh, I doubt it because human beings being critics is just scary to me. Hmm. All right, so number 97, Bone Tomahawk, came out in 2015. I got to be honest with you guys, I have never in my life heard of Bone Tomahawk. It just sounds like a bad porn. 
whatever. Um, number 96 here, we have Little Shop of Horrors. And this is a remake of the original Little Shop of Horrors. The year escapes me of when the original came out. I know it was in black and white. Um, but this is the one with, um, uh, fucking honey. I shrunk the kids, dude. Uh, now nah, Moranis, Moranis, I can't. <laughs> Mr. Fucking Ghostbusters. Um, Rick Moranis, Jesus Christ, dude. I've been out of this too long, man. Oh my God. How does Rick Moranis slip my mind? I fucking love Rick Moranis, man. Who doesn't love Rick Moranis? If Rick Moranis came back for an acting thing today, it would be like the biggest thing. It'd be like CM Punk returning to wrestling. You know what I mean? Like fucking huge, man. Rick Moranis is the CM Punk of acting. <laughs> so, um, okay, moving on. Uh, man, number 95. I, I, I don't, I don't see this is mind blowing of how the, the original wicker man from 73, uh, comes in at 89% fresh. What? I, I, I don't get it. Uh, how does something that good now? <laughs> now the remake of the Rick of the wicker man with Nicholas cage is, um, <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's something boyos. Um, hilarious uh, is the first word that comes to mind if we're doing one word like my boys in uh, Fans of Patrol. We're, you know, we're doing our one word. Uh, hilarious would be the word for that one. Uh, but that comes in higher than Return of the Living Dead. Now, keep in mind, Return of the Living Dead is kind of a, a staple in the horror community. And for that to come in dead last at number 100 is just odd to me. Um, I, I don't understand anything anymore. Uh, life has no meaning. Um, uh, drop the bombs and end it all. But, um, yeah, the Wicker Man, man, the original was just crazy. And I love the fucking twist endings and, and things like that. So why this is so high, I don't know. I mean, the list can only get better, maybe. We'll see. All right. Um, we have number 94. We have Color Out of Space. It came out in 2020. I am clueless. Um, in case you don't know, I don't really watch too many modern horror movies. Uh, my thing is more of cult classics and older horror movies. Oh, and schlock, for the love of God, schlock. I love them a schlocky. Um, so, Color, is spe- uh, Color Out of Space, I have no idea what it is. I, I don't really care. If-, if it's good, you know, let me know, and I'll check it out, maybe, possibly. Um, number 93 here, at 86% fresh, The Conjuring. What? Wow. That is this high on this list. What does that say about this list, man? Like, what could be higher than The Conjuring coming in at fucking number 93? Wow, that is amazing. Holy shit. Something that good, this high, man, makes absolutely no sense to me. Now, I love the first Conjuring. Everybody fucking gives a fucking suck fest to the goddamn second one. I do not, sir. I, that is, no, The Conjuring 2 is not better than The Conjuring 1. And The Conjuring 3 was fucking dumb. Like, I, I I wanted to cover it one day a couple months ago, but I didn't because it wasn't worth my time because it would just me, be me shitting all over it. And uh, yeah, that's the problem, man. When you set a precedent like The Conjuring and then you have to do sequels and spinoffs and all that, they're not going to measure up. And that's the problem, I think, with a lot of uh, franchises these days. Number 92, Misery. Okay, wow. Okay, Misery at 90% fresh. Is this high on on the fucking list? What? Like, I mean, not even high, low. I mean, I say high because, you know, you count up. That's just what humans do. But, I mean, like, number 92 at 90%. 
what? Misery. Misery was fucking amazing. What, what, what in the world? Who, who is, this is like Return of the Living Dead. Again, like these, some of these movies should not be this low on this list. I, what is wrong with the world? <sighs> oh my God, this list is going to fucking boil my brain. <sighs> Shout out to whoever the hell sent me this. Uh, you were from TikTok. I don't remember your name off the top of my head. But they were like, yeah, you should probably talk about this on your podcast. And I'm like, okay. So I look at the list, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fire it up. We're getting in. We're, we're coming back. Oh, my God. This guy really wanted to trigger me. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so Misery, one of the best horror movies, I think, ever. And the fucking ankle-breaking scene, it's not even that. It's not even the graphic nature of Misery. It's Kathy Bates being a fucking psychotic, <laughs> like, torture mama <laughs> that's even a thing like a psychotic fan like that's kind of why I don't want this show to grow to be so big man I don't want fucking fans tracking me down to my cabin in the woods and then breaking my feet no god no you know no 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 no. that's not gonna be me I'm gonna keep it low level I'm gonna keep it as a cult podcast yeah <laughs> all right so we have all right misery uh, number 91, Island of Lost Souls from 1933. I'm not familiar with this one. Um, so, yeah, I really can't speak too much on it. 88% fresh comes in at number 91. Um, I might have to check it out because I absolutely love old horror movies, black and whites and things like that. Um, so I might have to check this out. Um, okay, number 90 here. We got Frenzy from 1972. Not familiar with Frenzy. I like the name, and I like the era. Uh, the 70s were great for horror. Um, there's a certain taste the 70s horror. Like, you either get it or you don't, like the pacing or... Because a lot of people go for, like, the graphicness or the comedy or the social commentary. Things like that in the 70s was big. Uh, not so much in the 80s. The 80s was more slasher-friendly, um, supernatural-esque, you know puppet master and you know uh evil dead you know shit like that like um but the 70s was great social commentary you know last house on the left and things like that so texas chainsaw massacre being another one um hmm uh the uh coming in at number 89 we have the dark and the wicked from 2020 i uh, i got no words i don't do modern um, number 88 here, we got 88% fresh at number 88, funny enough. Uh, Let Me In from, uh, 2010. I'm pretty sure that was the, um, the vampire movie with the little kid. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. I think it's free on, uh, Tubi or Hulu or something. It's, it's somewhere. Uh, I might go back and check it out. Uh, I watched it when it came out. I don't remember a goddamn thing from it. Okay. Okay. So we're going to keep moving on with the list. Oh, wow. This is not technically a horror movie. Well, then again, neither was Little Shop of Horrors, but Frankenweenie coming in at 87% fresh uh, from 2012. Um, What? What? How does that even... It's not a horror, is it? No. Going back in my brain, I mean, it had dark tones. It was like Tim Burton-esque. Um, yeah, but... How the fuck does that make a horror list? Okay, whatever. Okay, whatever. Uh, moving on from Frank and Weenie. Oh, my. The Mummy. The original Mummy from 1932. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I love my Universal Monsters. 
I'm big on that. So that coming in this high on the list, um, I I will say it's acceptable. Not because it's bad, but just uh, it's not my favorite Universal Monster movie. So, I mean, it coming in here, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. Uh, 85 here, we got Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Um, I don't recall ever seeing the original. I I planned on it at one point. I just never got around to it. And they've remade it so many goddamn times. And then they remade it as a gender bender in the 90s. I remember it had that dude from Wings in it. And it had um, uh, Ray Finkel from Ace Venture. I don't remember her name, <laughs> The chick with the dick. Now, uh, <laughs> Captain Winky. <laughs> Kills me every time. Um, yeah, so uh, they remade it, and I don't remember what they called it. They switched the names around, and, and it was funny, and I liked it. But they've remade Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde so many times. I mean, the Incredible Hulk is based off of it, you know, things like that. So you get the premise of it. Coming in at 85, I'll say it's fine in that place. Okay. Uh, coming in at 84, we got The Horror of Dracula, 1958. Um, they made so many Dracula movies over time. Like, I, I just, I mean, there's so many remakes there. I mean, you got Bram Stoker's Dracula with Keanu Reeves in, in the 90s. And you had, you know, House of Dracula. You had, uh, oh my God, so many Christopher Lee movies. And, uh, oh my God, so many. I mean, there's even Blackula. I mean, there's that. So Dracula has been overdone. So Horror of Dracula, I, I honestly couldn't tell you if it belongs on this list or not. But it comes in 90% fresh, man. Crazy. Um, oh, go fuck yourself. Hey, shout out to Epic Film Guys for um, loving their Halloween the way they do. But um, I can't agree with every single thing they say about it. And coming in at 83 is the Halloween remake. Halloween remake, sequel, prequel, soft reboot. Okay, from uh, 2018 here. Uh, no, it, it's not for me. Uh, honestly, it could have been at 100, and I wouldn't have cared. I see you look at this base. Yeah, I was wondering how much something like this went for. $130,000. Get the fuck out of here. No, I cannot. It's serious because it's very important, base. You're telling me, you're sitting here telling me that Halloween from 2018, which was a fucking snore fest, might I add. It, had a, it was just too... Like, it's so hard to describe. Like, the kills. It it was all about the kills. Like, that's all it was. Like, like people are still after torture porn and shit like that. Like, the Saw franchise, dead. Hostile, dead. We don't want to see just kill, 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 kill anymore. Okay? Look at the pacing from the original Halloween. And then you watch the fucking uh, remake or reboot, whatever it is. It's not the same. So to tell me that this this Michael Myers, 40 years later, might I add, um, is an ultra-killing machine, and he wasn't in his prime, you're telling me that makes sense. It's, it's definitely John Carpenter. He's at the end of his career. I mean, he could have retired in the early 90s, and it would have been fine, right? But John Carpenter just reaching for this last grasp of fame i don't know why he has to do it dude his legacy is solidified but to come back and do halloween kills and then whatever the fuck the next one's called who cares is dumb what did he say this halloween does not set well with me um but uh, i mean for anybody that likes it sure why not uh at 83 you know 79 percent fresh by the way 
you know, it should have been a 19% fresh, but hey, we can't all get what we want. Uh, number 82 here from 1990, a personal fave of mine, Arachnophobia. I'm all about it, man. Uh, Arachnophobia can be found on pretty much any free streaming service right now, like Tubi, Pluto TV, things like that. Uh, I fucking love it. Uh, if it's on TV, I watch it every single chance I get. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, whew, I never thought I'd do a list 100 by myself here. <laughs> well, it's a new season, so new things are coming. All right. Uh, number 81, 93% fresh. Uh, the Witches from 1990. Okay, I, I could see that, you know. Not really a horror, really, per se, but I can see it fitting into that, like, that genre. Like, it, it's right on the cusp. It's right on the edge, right on the brink. Um, it has horror elements, basically what I'm saying. Get the fucking fuck. Oh, my God. Okay, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. Get the fuck. You're going to take a goddamn horror classic. By the way... Uh, has a special place in my heart because it was the very first horror movie I ever saw as a child. At four years old, my freaking babysitter said, do you want to watch fucking Flintstones or do you want to watch this? And he holds up this big ass. If you remember, if you're old enough, if you're like Joey DiCarlo or Dave from uh, Superhero Speak Age, you remember VHSs, how they had them big ass cases back in the day. So he pulls out this big ass thing and it's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I said, ooh. I don't want to watch Flintstones, Tommy. I want to watch that. And boom, a horror child was born. And to have this at number 80 is just the biggest spit in my face that I've ever had in my life. Uh, say what you will about Jesus. Leave the Texas Chainsaw out of this, guys. Jesus, man. A horror classic. Toby Hooper, man, doing his thing. Like, oh my, man, 80? How does this make sense? Like, can somebody please, like, go on Twitter, at Gorilla Brain Pod, and, and fucking tell me how having Texas Chainsaw, the original, at number 80, makes any sense to anybody. You're telling me that there's 80 horror movies that are better than that? I'd fucking doubt it. I doubt it. But uh, moving on, I could stay and talk about Texas Chainsaw all day. Uh, number 79, We Are Still Here from 2015. Obviously, I'm not still here because I never watched your movie. Mm. All right, um, hmm. number 78 here, we got a movie called Upgrade, never heard of it, uh, 77, Eraserhead at 77, oh my god, 90% fresh, guys, Eraserhead coming in at 77, wow, Woo! who did this list, Rotten Tomatoes, man, you, you guys are the we got this covered of movie reviews, I'm just throwing that out there, I'm just, just saying, I'm just saying. All right, so um, <laughs> baffled by Eraserhead being this low on the list, but okay, whatever. Um, even higher than that, Phantom of the Opera from 1925, a movie, again, these old classic movies get remade and redone so many different times. I mean, it's been done about four or five times for Phantom of the Opera, and it has its niche audience. I've met people that absolutely love Phantom of the Opera. Um, I never saw the original. I'm not going to lie. I saw... What was the one that they did in the, uh, was it the 90s? I, I watched it on my hot box on pay-per-view back in a long time ago. If you remember a hot box, then you are in my age category, and I really appreciate you uh, for checking out the show. Um, but uh, Phantom of the Opera, yeah, I don't really remember, man. Okay, um, moving on. Oh, okay, okay, but at 75 is not right. Um, the Wolfman, uh, probably one of the best horror movies, classic horror movies that I've ever seen. Like this, The Invisible Man, like, 
all the old school Universal monsters I fucking absolutely love. And to have the Wolfman at 75 just doesn't seem right. It doesn't roll off the tongue right. Um, whew. What? <laughs> 90% fresh, but whatever. Uh, moving on, man. We have uh, Cam. Is, is that like Wreck? Like, is that is that a thing? I, I don't really know. 93% fresh coming in at number 74. Never saw. Can't talk about it. 73. Whatever happened to Baby Jane? Um... Well, whatever happened to her, because I never saw her. So, is this, like, before Rosemary's Baby? It's 62, 1962. Is that before Rosemary's Baby? I believe it was. It kind of sounds like the same thing, unless this kid got kidnapped. I don't fucking know. Not going to make up anything. Uh, hmm. Okay, so at 72 here, we have The Endless. Um, never heard of it. Uh, 71, The Mortuary Collection. Like, I like Mortuary. There was a collection? Question mark? Came out in 2019, apparently. You got me. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Don't Breathe from 2016. Uh, Very cool. Very cool. 88%. Um, I have not seen it. I listened to Cult 45's episode uh, about two weeks ago, or might have been a week ago, as of the recording of this. Um, go back and check it out, guys, in their archives. Um, But... <laughs> Don't breathe. I listened to their entire episode, and I was just like, I'm imagining it in my head as they're talking about it, and it made me want to watch it. So I'm definitely going to have to check it out because Don't Breathe 2 just came out like a week ago. So yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check both of them out. I might just rent them both and just do a double feature. Be fucking cool. Um, number 69, here we... This is real. Okay, Reanimator from 1985. You serious? Really? Really? The fuck, man! Woo! Woo! There. Woo. Okay. All right. Fine. Okay. Stupid. Ninety-three percent fresh, and and earns every bit of that ninety-three percent. I might add. Man, reanimator. It, okay. This one's going to hurt my head. I'm going to have a headache after this. Okay. Reanimator is an incredible cult classic movie. Uh, Herbert West is fucking so underrated as a horror icon. And I, I just don't understand how this is so low on this list. It just blows my mind. Like, I forgot how to read English for a minute, so I can't even go to 68 just yet. Um, okay, so this is this is the shit. Okay. Mm. Okay, so number 68 here, we have In Fabric. 2019 film that I've never heard of that is better than Reanimator, better than Return of the Living Dead. Right. Okay, okay. Uh, coming in at number 67, Zombieland from 2009. Now technically a horror movie but more of a comedy horror i don't even really call it horror because the zombies were kind of a second fiddle like they, they weren't it's kind of like walking dead is now like where the humans are the problem and you're just more of an on an adventure with with uh tennessee and uh ohio or whatever uh his name was um you're more of an on an adventure with them the zombies are more background noise so it's kind of like the walking dead is right now where it's more of the human element 
as soon as Negan kind of came into play for Walking Dead, it kind of just went towards that human side. Like, they're the villains. They're the enemies. But, uh, okay, whatever. Zombieland, um, I'll take it. I'm glad it made a list. It's, it's a great, fantastic film. The, the Double Tap, the sequel, sucked donkey dicks. Um, I wouldn't recommend. Um, sorry, Woody Harrelson. I love you two pieces. I love you in everything. But that is just not for me. Um, okay, uh, above that is It Comes at Night in 2017. Um, it sounds like a vampire movie based off the title. Uh, here we go, 65, George A. Romero's Dawn of the Dead. Hmm, at 94% fresh, it comes in at number 65. Okay, um, George Romero, for me, is a sensitive subject, like... I mean, the man made a career by doing the exact same shit over and 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 over. And that just does not show any creativity for me. Like, as a director, as a writer, you're doing the same shtick collecting a check. I mean, it's kind of like Iron Maiden albums. Yeah, they all pretty much sound exactly the same up until a certain point. Uh, but that's what you come to expect. And I guess George Romero is the Iron Maiden. <laughs> it's the Iron Maiden of uh, filmmakers. So I, I know a lot of people love Dawn of the Dead, the original. I, I actually prefer the remake. Oh, there come the hate comments. I know that they're coming. I know that they're coming. But uh, it's just not for me. My, uh, I mean, I can watch it. It's fine. Uh, I don't see what all the hubbub is about about it. Like social commentary, I get it. Consumerism and things like that, I get it. Uh, but it's just it's just not for me. All right, so we got number um, 64 here, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my 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 my! Who are these critics, man? Seriously, if you were one of the critics on Rotten Tomatoes and you're listening to this and and you put this shit at number 64, do please at me twitter instagram call my fucking house phone i don't care get a hold of me because that is outrageous um uh 63 we have the host from 2007 now that's not a bad movie that is not a bad movie at all i i know that uh marky mark from uh so wizard is big on the host he recommends it every chance he gets um number 62 here we have train to busan should have been higher should have been much higher on this list. Busan Haying. Uh man, that fucking ending gets me every time. If you you know, if you never seen it, spoiler warning. It, oh man, it, if you're a dad, if you're a father, like the movie starts out and he's such a shit father and he becomes the father that he should have been all along and then at the end having to be ripped out of that little girl's life and she goes through the whole thing in the entire movie is him not listening to her song that she did at some recital or play or, you know, variety show or whatever she did. She was supposed to sing a song for him. He didn't show up. And then she sings that song coming through the tunnel. And it just fucking gut wrenches me every time, man. Train to Busan. Oh, yeah. That's an emotional roller coaster right there. You care about pretty much every character in that movie, except the two dumb bitches, the two older bitches that were just like ready to die. Like, fuck this. <laughs> like, I could give two shits about them. Okay, number 61 here, man. Shaun of the... Shaun of the Dead? Coming... 61. 61 out of 100. This is real. Wow. Horror comedy. 
at the elite level. Fucking Shaun of the Dead. Wow, 92% fresh. Blows my mind here at number 61. Oh my god, and just wow. It just wow, wow, wow. Okay. Number 60 here, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Now, keep in mind, this is a, a remake of the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So, 78. This is the one with, uh, not Kiefer Sutherland. What the fuck? Uh, Donald Sutherland, his father. Uh, he's in this. And, man, this shit really made... <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers made me so paranoid of the human race. Like, <laughs> I still, to this day, do not trust people. I'm like, are you a pod person? You seem like a potty. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. So good. Uh, I hope they never remake it again. And if they have, I don't want to know about it. Uh, coming in at number 59, we got Suspiria from 77. Um, kind of fitting. Uh, that's kind of where I would actually put it on the list. This is like the first one I actually agree with. Um, it's really good. But uh, it's, yeah, it's just, you, you either get it. or It's one of the movies where you either get it or you don't. And for a lot of people, they don't. Because I think it's an Italian filmmaker. And they, they have a weird way of filming shit. Like, it's, it's just like, you know, it's, it's, it's it, just look it up. Watch it. it it's a good movie. Um, I think it's free on Tubi or some shit right now. Um, so, okay. So, in 2001, there was a movie called Workmeister Harmonies. 98% fresh, mind you. Uh, coming in at number 58. I have never heard of this. Um, 57 here, we got... Room 237, I've never heard of you. Uh, Harpoon. Now, keep in mind, these are all better than, you know, Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Uh, Harpoon from 2019, 97% fresh. The Love Witch. What? <laughs> okay. Uh, Spontaneous from 2020, 97% fresh. Okay, sure. Coming in at number 53, we have a cult classic favorite of mine, The Fly. Oh, yes, it is a remake, and that's fine. The original's fine, but the remake, man, oh, so good, so good. Practical effects out the wazoo. And, you know, a fun fact about The Fly, man, a lot of people don't know this, is that this movie was actually produced by Mel Brooks. But he didn't want any credit for it because he he wanted people to take it seriously as a horror movie and not, oh, Mel Brooks, Mr. Funny, haha. Nope. Uh, but yeah, he pretty much produced and paid for pretty much the whole movie, man. Pretty cool uh, to not take any credit for that. But a lot of people don't know. So I'm letting you guys know this is exclusive. Not really. Look it up. Google. Um, OK, so we have um, number 52 here. We have Dead of Night. From 1945. I uh, can't say I've ever seen. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> okay. La Llorona comes in at number 51 at 96% fresh. Um, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like knock on, on the, on the criticism here. 96% fresh, a little higher than I would rate it. I, okay. So in the conjuring universe, you have these spinoffs, you have your Annabelles and you have the, you know, all these other stupid shits. I, I'm not a big fan of the Annabelle movies. It's just Ghost Chucky. I don't really like it. Um, but La Llorona and the nun completely suck donkey dogs. Um, La Llorona here. A lot of people do not like La Llorona. And, and, I, and I still wonder why. Because you care about every character in the movie. And you have like... Almost like a, a Spanish priest superhero that comes in trying to fight La Llorona. I think La Llorona scares are great. 
Uh, I think she looks fine. I like the backstory behind it. I, I, I like everything about La Llorona. I think that La Llorona, right behind the original Conjuring, is the best Conjuring movie from that universe. Hate me all you want. Those are facts. Go back and watch La Llorona. Not as a horror movie, but as an overall film. Okay? And then get back to me. Because it's the best next to The Conjuring. I promise you. Now, moving on. Uh, number 50 here, man. We're halfway done this list, man. We're a half hour in. Ho! It is so hard to talk for you by yourself for this long without your voice going. You know, normally when you have a co-host or something like that, you... You can take a break, you know, you can take a drink, you can, you know, do that thing, man. I got to keep going, man. There is no pause. I keep going, okay? I keep fucking talking. So, we got number 50 here. We have The Loved Ones from 2012. I cannot, um, cannot, cannot say I've ever seen or heard of. 98% fresh, so apparently somebody liked it. Uh, moving on, number 49. Okay. 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 <laughs> ah! Number 49, we have Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn, the greatest horror movie in existence is number 49. This is a fucking joke. This is... I, I really want to just slam the microphone into the desk like because it's so irritating that something this good is this low <laughs> or high whatever you want to call it 49 is not high on this list y'all it's not it's ridiculous oh my god um so number 48 oh, okay Moving on, uh, number 48 here, we have The Innocents from 1961, who cares? Uh, number 47 is The Original Evil Dead. What? Okay. Okay, let me tell you a little something. Let me tell you a little. Because, you know, I'm Mr. Evil Dead around here, around these parts. I'm the fucking sheriff of Evil Dead, and you are under arrest for stupidity! The Original Evil Dead is a milestone in horror. Uh... But is it better than Evil Dead 2? No, it is not. Um, <laughs> Bruce Campbell doesn't even really like the original Evil Dead. He hates his acting in it. And it's not bad. Like, I get it, dude. You you had a low-budget movie. You filmed it in the fucking woods in Tennessee. Like, I get it, right? But to have the original Evil Dead over Evil Dead 2 makes not a sense to me. So... Uh, 95% fresh, by the way. Uh, it equaled, uh, Evil Dead 2 in the freshness, uh, 95. Uh, the original Evil Dead, man, I, I absolutely love it for different reasons than I love 2. Like, 2 was more of a horror comedy, slapstick, Three Stooges style. So if you were a big fan of Three Stooges, you really appreciated Evil Dead 2 a lot more than 1. Um, the acting was just a little bit better. Because it wasn't just college kids and friends of uh, Sam Raimi and things like that. So, and you got Henrietta and things like that too. But Evil Dead 1, man, I'm going to tell you this, right? This is this is definitive Sam Raimi camera work. Go back to the original Evil Dead. And I want you to re-watch the last 25 minutes of the film. When the shit starts really going off the fucking rails. The camera work, the effects... 
the gore, the pacing, everything lines up perfectly. I absolutely love it. Um, I couldn't praise it anymore. I think it's some of the absolute best camera work and trick photography that I've ever seen in a film. And and I will die on that fucking hill. Uh, Sam Raimi is a genius. And I uh, hope to have him on here one day because I would love to pick his brain for hours on end. Um, all right. Uh, number 46 here. Uh, Nosferatu, Phantom der Nacht, Nosferatu, the Vampire, 1979. Uh, I could have sworn that Nosferatu was from, like, 1920. It was, like, the first horror movie, like, I don't know. Uh, apparently they remade it. I, I have no idea. Um, number 45 here, we have a Stephen King film, finally, uh, racking up on the list here. Carrie from 1976, should have been higher. Um, I say that because um, everything in Carrie just kind of, it flows so well. Uh, you care about all the characters. You hate the characters that pick on her. You hate her mother. Like, every, every character is what they should be. There's no middle ground. There's no black and white. There's It's just no shades of gray. It's just people are over here, or they are over here. Like, the good people that you like over here and the shitty people over here. I can appreciate that so much. And then when she finally gets her revenge in the end... Oh, it's so good. Oh. Um, moving on. Uh, number 44 here. Uh, Midsummer from 2019. Um, essentially, to my knowledge, because a lot, it, it's like, it has like a three and a half hour runtime or some shit like that. And like, I don't always have time for that. So I, I haven't checked out Midsummer. I've heard good things. Um, they say watch the extended cut, but I'm like, I don't really have time. Like, if I'm doing extended cuts, dude, I'm doing Lord of the Rings because that's really the only way to watch them. Um, but uh, Midsummer, uh, I heard it was like the Wicker Man. I can't 100% confirm nor deny. Um, but uh, moving on here, we got uh, number 43 here. We have Dracula from 1931, uh, a film that I think still holds up to this day. Uh, a lot of people don't really consider it scary, but back in 1931, this shit was frightening. <laughs> like, I know we're, like, desensitized as a society now, but back then, man, that shit was fucking terrifying. Like, Nosferatu, even the effects there are fucking terrifying. But, you know, we are how, who we are in 2021. You know, we're 100 years later from Nosferatu, and and the effects just seem to go downhill from there with all the CGI and nonsense like that. So, uh, here we go. Um, so, Dracula, number 43. Uh, number 42, the original The Fly. Um, I respect it, but I do not confirm that it should be here at number 42. Uh, maybe a little lower. Uh, maybe, like, I don't know. 85 that's not a little lower i know that's like 40 spots but uh i just don't see the original fly which is fine uh this high on the list i, th I think this is more of a respect thing uh comes in at 95 percent uh house of wax the original house of wax okay okay i was getting worried for a second <laughs> i saw house of wax and i'm like not the paris hilton one uh Although it was satisfying seeing that bitch get slaughtered in that movie. I will not lie on that one. Uh, we got the original House of Wax. Vincent Price, man. Probably my favorite Vincent. Oh, ooh, no, I don't know. Because the original House on Haunted Hill. Ooh, it's, ooh, it's, it's a decision that I can never make. Um, Vincent Price is fucking immaculate, man. Every Everything he does is just gold. Um, 
a lot of, a lot of the newer generation they watch Vincent Price movies and go okay us fucking my generation and older are just like yeah Vincent Price oh fuck yeah oh. <laughs> whenever you talk about a Vincent Price movie that's it and House of Wax probably my favorite Vincent Price movie with House on Haunted Hill the original uh, okay, so moving on. Oh, okay, so a girl walks home alone at night, comes in at number 40, and that's better than House of Wax. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> no. Uh, Sam Raimi makes the list again, man. Drag me to hell. I fucking love Drag Me to Hell, man. I could watch that every day, like once a day, every day for the rest of my life, and I would be totally set. Dude, I fucking love Drag Me to Hell. It's so good. Uh, Sam Raimi coming back to the horror genre after so long and just nailing it, man. Just killing it. I absolutely love it. Uh, if you haven't ever seen it, do go check it out. It's uh, 92% fresh coming in at number 39. A little high on this list for me. Like, I'd drop it down. But, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it's better than A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I'm pretty sure House of Wax was, too. Um, not really considering this a horror movie. Maybe horroring. Horroring. Is that even a word? No. Um, let's see, we got here at number 38 here, um, the original Godzilla, Godzilla, um, from 1954, um, it's not really a horror movie in this country, <laughs> I'm sure the Japanese see giant lizards as a, uh, much more threat, um, but it's social commentary on nuclear war and the atomic bomb and things like that, so I can appreciate Godzilla being on this list, uh, but it's not really a horror movie for me. Uh, Ready or Not comes in at number 37 at 88% fresh. Um, was that a Jordan Peele thing? Was, was that the, was that that thing? I, I really can't speak on it too much. I'm, no, no, because Jordan Peele, he only does one word movies. Us. Oh, Get Out's two words. Um, hmm. Okay. Well, so Ready or Not's three words. So um, I'm pretty sure that's not even Jordan Peele. It might be. Who knows? Who cares? Number 36, The Vanishing, Sporlous from 1988. Um, 98% fresh. I cannot confirm that I've ever seen. Uh, I don't even think I've actually heard of it. Um, cool. Uh, what? Okay. What? In, okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. If you guys want to go back and recheck this list, just Google highest uh, rated horror movies and Rotten Tomatoes should be the first link that you see. Uh, click that and you can look at this list. Um, so does anybody actually want to tell me at number 35 and I respect, I love this movie so much, so much. Um, uh, me and Joey from so wizard, man, we throw fucking quotes around this shit and gifts all the time from young Frankenstein. I have one question, Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. I beg your pardon. My name, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Why is this on the list? <laughs> it's not really a horror movie, dude. You fucking laugh your ass off at this movie. How is this even a horror movie? Uh, sure. Um, cool. 94% fresh. I can respect that. Salute. Um, so here we got, uh, number 34, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds, man. Okay, yeah, this actually belongs high on this list, actually. Um, because horror wasn't really done effectively, uh, it didn't really make you think until Hitchcock got behind the camera with, you know, Psycho, The Birds, and things like that. Um, I, I like the way that Hitchcock played with the brain, the human mind, a lot more. Uh, I could sit and talk. I could do a whole episode on fucking Hitchcock. I absolutely love Hitchcock. Um, 
So number 33, we have the Friends of Eddie Coyle from 73. I no idea. Uh, number 32 here, Relic from 2020. Never heard of it. Uh, the Relic uh, from the 90s I've heard of, and that was a dog shit show, um, but I still remember it. Uh, number 31 here, Don't Look Now from 73. I might have to check it out. Number 30, It. Is that chapter one or two? Fuck it. Fuck it. I'll, I will put it as one whole film, chapter one and two. Um, at 86%. Comes in at number 30. Um, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I think that the first one was strong. Like the first half of it with the kids was strong. And then when they switched to the adults in the second one, just kind of, I don't know, man. Like, I can watch it. It's fine. But at the same time, I'm just disenchanted with it. Like, I love Tim Curry's It. I don't know. Or Pennywise, not It. Uh, maybe I'm just biased because I grew up with that one. I don't know. Oh, shit. This should have been higher. This should have been at least top 20, but it is not. The Invisible Man from 1933 oh my uh, oh it's one of my favorites he's probably my favorite universal monster movie he's not really a monster he's a fucking murdering psychopath but i mean just his character in general i absolutely fucking adore um i might even do a universal monsters episode one day like just straight up talk about them all for like an hour um so here we got number 28 possessor uncut never heard of it Oh, man, this should have been higher. Definitely. Number 27, The Cabin in the Woods. Oh, wow, dude. Joss Whedon, as much of a piece of shit as that motherfucker is, he nailed it with this one, man. He wrote this script in, like, what was it, like 24, 26 days or something like that. Fucking crazy. Oh, my God. It's so good. Just all the references. And it's just, it, it was a fun time, man. It's It was what was needed in 2012 for that movie to come out. And I... It's got a cult following. It's not really that popular amongst the horror community. It's like, eh, it makes fun of horror movies. Well, fucking so did Scream. Okay, hey, we're, we're fucking ironic people. That's who we are as horror people. So to have The Cabin in the Woods here at 92% fresh, mind you, cheers, man. Cheers, 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 man. Fuck you. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. All right, um... The Witch from 2016. Never heard of it. Uh, okay, number 25 here. We have a 100% fresh uh, host. Never heard of it. <laughs> uh, 24, we have from 2006, uh, Guillermo del Toro, Pan's Labyrinth. That's cool if you want to read for an hour or two hours. Um, great special effects, though. I will not lie. Um, number 23, we have Repulsion. Um, I would have put it lower on the list. Um, good movie, good movie. Uh, but we're getting closer to the top 20 here, so I'm going to speed through a little bit here. And um, 22 here, we have Eyes Without a Face. Uh, good movie. I dug it. Um, I suggest you check it out if you could find it, rent it, possibly. Number 21 is the original Halloween. Um, the pillar of the slasher community starts and ends with Halloween. And it is number 21 where, okay, you're showing respect to the original fly and putting it high up on that list. Okay. That's cool. Um, but the original Halloween, one of the pillars of the horror community is at number 21, 96% fresh does not make up for how low it is on this list. 
I, 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 my mind is now officially blown. All right, guys. Now we're in the top 20 now. But before that, I'm going to take a break because I need the rest of the vocal cords. Uh, talking for about 50 minutes straight, <clears throat> I need a break. So uh, I am going to be right back. Go get yourself some chips and a beer. Wow, you look great. Thanks. It's because I've been listening to the So Wizard Podcast. So Wizard Podcast? That's that weekly nerdy movie review and news podcast, right? That's right, and it's available on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. They even have a YouTube channel, too. Hey, I'm going to go listen to So Wizard Podcast right now. For nerds with the weekly podcast and a YouTube channel about movies, check out So Wizard Podcast today at SoWizardPodcast.com. All right, and I am back. Okay, so here we go, guys. We're going to finish this off, man. Top 20. This is the top 20 of the 100 top horror movies of all time, guys. Like, this is the Mac Daddies, man. These are the Omegas of the horror community, according to Rotten Tomatoes. All right, so let's get it. Number 20, Rosemary's Baby. Okay. As a kid, I was freaked out by this movie. As an adult, I appreciate it what it is, and I do believe, okay, if I'm not doing a personal list, right, I'm just doing a list of, you know, um, a generality of horror movies that I would put in the top 20, not as overall films. I would put Rosemary's Baby up there. I would put it next to The Omen um, because I find them to be very similar um, except, you know, in this one, the baby's being carried and, you know, it's born, but the omen, you know, the kid grows up and makes, uh, two decent sequels. <laughs> um, so they turned, I think they turned Rosemary's baby into a TV show, I do believe. So, you know, good for them, bro. Good for them. Uh, number 19, uh, okay. Uh, Silence of the Lambs coming in at 96% fresh, 1991. Um, do I think it should have been higher or lower? Um, no, I think it's I think it's at a proper place. I, I think I think nineteen is decent enough, man. Psychological thriller. I wouldn't necessarily say horror ish. Um Buffalo Bill isn't really a fucking like well, I mean he's a psychopath, yeah, but I mean like why was Hannibal Lecter scarier than fucking Buffalo Bill? Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um Alright, so number eighteen we have aliens. Um now, I'm biased here. Aliens, the sequel, um, is my second favorite film of all time. Uh, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on it being at 18 because personally, but in, in a way, like I don't consider it horror. I consider it sci-fi horror, if that's a thing. It, it, it has horror elements. Yes, the aliens are scary, but it's more of um. An action film. I would say that the first one, the original Alien, is actually a little more scary. If you want to, you know, I mean, I'm desensitized as a motherfucker. But, I mean, like, the original Alien, I think, is more fitting of a horror movie. And if you've ever played the game on, on PS4 or Xbox or whatever, the isolation game is fucking terrifying. So, I mean, like, there, it's it's just, and it's based around the first Alien movie. So, yeah. Uh, Aliens, I, I love it to no end. I can never praise it enough. Uh, but... As a horror movie, no, I cannot agree with this. Um, 
Can't do it. Uh, number 17, we, are, we have George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead, the original, not the five fucking remakes that would follow. Um, like I said before, man, I'm not really a fan of Romero, but this movie is... I'm trying to think of the words here. This movie is iconic, I, I guess would be a decent word. Um, it started a trope of fucking zombies, because before, a zombie just meant a mindless person. This guy turned him into the dead. And it's a trope that is still used today. I mean, we just had Army of the Dead released a couple months ago. Zack Snyder doing it. And, I mean, zombies are still around. So, you know, kudos to Romero for starting a trend. Um, The social commentary, like I said, is a big thing for Romero. Like, the crazies and things like that. Um, Night of the Living Dead. I still hate the fucking ending. Like, when, when they shoot the fucking black dude, I'm just like, Why? Why did you have this hillbilly motherfucker shoot the poor black guy that survived this entire night of fucking craziness? Oh, it's just not right. It's just not right. Have you ever had something happen that was so racist that you didn't even get mad? You were just like, God damn, that was racist. That was racist. <laughs> I mean, it was so blatant. You were just like, wow. Kudos. You know, you, you can be in the top 17. That's fine. Uh, I still, I still actually pull it out every now and again. Um, Nah, that didn't sound right. Fuck it. Moving on. Number 16, uh, Freaks from 1932. I've heard of it. I've never quite seen it. Um, I know. Fucking plaster me with comments. Uh, number 15 here, we have It Follows. Um, nah, it wouldn't be in my top 15. It's it's decent. Like, I appreciate it. It's like an STD horror movie. So, uh, Let the Right One In. That was the vampire movie, um, I think. <laughs> I get them all mixed up. Vampire movies, eh, it's just whatever. Uh, they're not Dracula. Um, number 13 here, we have Hereditary. Um, I appreciate Hereditary for what it was, um, not for what it is. Um, I thought the ending was good, but it's just it just bored me. It just wasn't for me. Uh, just not for me. Uh, number 12, uh, what? The Lighthouse? Um, okay, so we're going to... We're, okay, okay. Uh, Okay, so we're going to say here that The Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson and uh, Willem Dafoe here uh, was better than Halloween. Even Aliens, he's on this list. You're going to tell me that, that The Lighthouse was better than most of the horror movies on this. Better than Evil Dead. This is the thing. Okay. Okay, you fucking crazy sons of bitches. Okay. Okay. Whew. Number 11, the original Frankenstein from 1931. I appreciate this and I salute. I absolutely love the original Frankenstein. Black and white fucking brilliance. I, I fuck. Oh, just so good. So good. Um, number 10, better than Frankenstein here, apparently, uh, is the Babadook. Uh, fucking stupid. Dumb movie. Overhyped. Y'all breathe too much life into this movie. It shouldn't. It should have just been a Netflix original and fucking forgotten, like Ouija, like the fucking Ouija movies. Remember them? Yeah, yeah. That's where that should be. Jesus Christ, you're all idiots. Um, number nine here, we have The Bride of Frankenstein. Actually, I don't. I don't like The Bride of Frankenstein more than the original. I I appreciate what they tried to do, but it's not better than the original. So I'm gonna say nay to this. But ninety eight percent. Rotten salute. Um, oh my god, this is a thing. Number eight from 2020, The Invisible Man. I liked it. I liked it just fine. Uh, 
I like the camera work in the film. Um, the bits from uh, the bridesmaid tale or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, her eyes really weird me out. <laughs> like she, she's cute until you look at her face. <laughs> that sounded so mean. Um, okay, so the Invisible Man. Uh, like, is it just wrong that she just looks like a rape victim? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, like, moving on. Jesus Christ. Um, number seven here. We have the original Psycho. Uh, appropriate on the list. Um, psychological thriller. Uh, Norman Bates is a fucking monster. M- a mama's boy monster. I can really appreciate that. Uh, technically not really a horror movie. Uh, okay. Um, King Kong from 1933. I absolutely love the original King Kong. Um, the stop motion and just the feel of adventure for it. I absolutely adored the original King Kong. But now... <laughs> It's not a horror movie. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not. It's not. Um, Number five, Nosferatu. That would be the original Nosferatu uh, from 1922, like I had mentioned before. Uh, Wow, it's going to be 100 years old next year. Wow. Fucking crazy. Uh, Pretty much kicked off the horror genre, I would say, uh, was Nosferatu. Uh, Yeah, no. I I mean, to put it on the list this high, you have to respect it. But... The versions that you watch today, they're not complete. The The versions that you watch now, like as of the newest Blu-ray release of that film, is about 18 different film reels fucking glued together because they didn't have a complete copy of the film. So they kind of Doctor Who'd it. If you don't know what Doctor Whoing it is, it's when essentially the, the they never kept the masters. So the only thing that they have for Doctor Who is the fans. Okay, so the Nosferatu, the fans would tape it on TV, and that's essentially the shit that you see on Tubi and things like that. I mean, remastered and cleaned up, of course, but fans that would record it, and then that was their masters. That's why the quality is pretty dog shit. So so we have Nosferatu here, which is private collectors with individual reels, not complete. So they go around pretty much gathering up everything, all the different reels, and pretty much gluing them together to make a complete film. Fucking insane. 97% fresh. I respect what you've done, Nosferatu. Salute. But at the same time, you shouldn't really be on this list. I'm sorry. It's just not me. Uh, Number four, um, A Quiet Place. Um, A lot of people beat their dick to this movie. Um, I was not one of those people. Uh... I, I like what they did with the genre, how they just kind of added another shtick to it. You know, oh, you you can't speak. And if you do speak, you got to speak loud. Uh, I thought it was acted well, but to be number four of the greatest horror movies ever on Rotten Tomatoes, I guess that makes sense. Um, and, I, and I heard the sequel was even better. Eventually, I, you know, I watched The Quiet Place, and I will go back and rewatch it, but nah, just not right now. Uh, number three here, The Cabinet of Dr. Cagliari, Das Cabinet des Dr. Cagliari from 1920. Um, I am not familiar. Um, right. Uh, and then we have number two, Get Out. Okay. Okay. So number two is Get Out. I can appreciate the movie. To have it at number two, no. 
And then number one, the number one top-rated, freshest movie, horror list, and Rotten Tomatoes is Us. I have nothing against Jordan Peele doing his thing, social commentary and things like that. But to say that Get Out and Us is better than Halloween, better than Evil Dead, Return of the Living Dead. Why didn't Gremlins make this list? Gremlins was the highest grossing film of the 80s for horror, for horror. And yet that didn't make this list. This list is a complete joke. It's, I just went through 100 movies. About 10 of them didn't belong on this list. So my question is, who is running Rotten Tomatoes besides a fucking Neanderthal idiot motherfucker that doesn't know dicks from grapes? Okay. I have just officially been mind fucked by the stupidity that this credible and you and I'm going to fucking throw up credible quotation fingers here. Credible <laughs> source Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. So they're like officially like. The newer age, Siskel and Ebert. People take them at their word. Oh, that movie is fucking 8% fresh. and uh, No fucking thanks, man. It's shit. Don't be that guy. But I, I just don't understand anything really anymore after reading this list. So that is the top 100 horror films on Rotten Tomatoes, man. Oh boy, I we did it. Uh, I made it through. I'm glad you, you guys went on this journey with me together. This is a way to kick off season four, I promise. Talking for over an hour straight. Um, that's going to do a number on my vocal cords, I think. But luckily for me, uh, I never shut the hell up. So, um, so I think that's going to wrap it up, man, for this episode, man. It's so good to be back. Seven months on the shelf. Like, so much shit has happened, you know. But they, they say that you need to get yourself better before you present yourself in front of an audience and that's what I wanted to do was just make myself better um mentally physically um it's been a crazy seven months man and I just want to thank everybody that was just like supporting me still like you know where have you been oh we've seen you on superhero speak you know we we you know we caught you on these other shows you were on this YouTube thing uh, yeah and and that's cool like I was here and there but to be back on your own show on your own platform as the host. And I guess I'm officially my own co-host there. Uh, uh, this, it, it feels good, man, just to get behind this microphone again and be here for you guys and entertain you guys the best of my ability. Um, it's a little rough by yourself. I'm not going to lie. Like podcasting alone, man, anybody that does it like salute man for real. Cause this shit is rough. Like it's rough. And, um, uh, yeah, so I think it's just going to wrap it up, man. We're just clearing an hour here. So, yeah, man, uh, let's do some social media. Uh, yeah, you can catch me on Twitter at GorillaBrainPod. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at uh, GorillaBrainPodcast. It's so weird how some of these social medias, like, you can't have it the same pretty much. Uh, like, you'll get more letters than you do on Twitter than you do on Instagram, things like that. So it's like at Gorilla Bring Podcast, at Gorilla Bring Pod. Sometimes you got to make sacrifices in characters, man. Uh, and uh, TikTok, you can catch me at 8 Ray. Uh, yeah, I'm on there. I'm kind of a thing. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, uh, 
Yeah, man. Um, I think that's really it. Well, light, it's all over.